It's time to make the dough rise, the financial podcast with Brian Doe. Hey, thanks for joining us on today's edition of Make the Dough Rise. Walter Storholt here with Brian Doe, of course, Living Worth Wealth Advisors, certified financial planner based in Greensboro, Georgia, but serving the Lake Country and beyond. You can find him from anywhere at livingworth.com. Our final episode of 2023 has arrived. Brian, uh, another year of podcasting in the books, my friend. Can you believe it? I, I literally was looking at the calendar, and, and as we're recording this, we're what, a week a week away from... Uh, Thanksgiving. Yeah. And I was trying to book some stuff for next week. I was like, oh, it's Thanksgiving. Yeah. No time left on the calendar already. (laughs) Yeah. So it'll be a, it'll be a mad scramble to the end of the year, but, uh, it's good. It's all good. Yeah. That's very true. Any uh, big plans for you through the end of the year? Going to try and rest and relax a little bit. It's going to be rest and relax. I, it, it has been a go, go year and a lot, uh, lot happening and we're just, we're going to have my in-law or Laura's parents in for Thanksgiving and we'll probably get together with my parents for Christmas. But remember last year we did the big road trip out West and I think as much as I enjoyed it, I think the rest of my crew likes being home for Christmas. And so we'll, we'll stick around home and, when I get them out of here in a few years, I'll I'll go do what I want when I want. There you go. Defer to them for now. Keep the ladies happy. That's, that's, that's never right. a bad strategy. <laughs> Love it. Well, we've got a great episode on the way today. Brian wanted to make sure we try to end things on a positive note. So uh, today's episode is all about thinking on the positive side of things, plus a little check-in with Social Security. Brian was apparently ahead of the curve on some of his recent comments about Social Security in 60 Minutes, decided to go out and do a full story about something he'd brought to light on the past uh, story. Not saying that you caused 60 Minutes to go out there, but it, it's possible, Brian, that they heard well, your episode. Well, we're not saying I didn't either. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll we'll dive into that in a few minutes as well. But uh, I do feel like there is an overwhelming amount of, I mean, we could have said this at any point in time during the year, but as we approach the end of the year, there does seem to be this overwhelm, uh, overwhelming amount of negative news bubbling up, Brian. So I'm glad that you want to turn things into a positive direction today. Yeah, I've got a, I've got a couple uh, takeaways from the year and uh, an exercise for individuals to Sit down, grab a piece of paper. If you've got one handy, we, we can do it as we go along here. And uh, we'll, any negative thoughts or burden that you're feeling, because you know, this has been kind of a crazy year between what's happening abroad ge- geopolitically with Russia and Ukraine, and we get the Hamas and, and Israel thing happening here lately. And yeah, you know, the market's been on a bit of a wild ride here lately, and there's uncertainty about what's going to happen to the economy. So, Everybody gets honed in and, and focused on that. We're gonna we're just gonna step back and and uh, pull back, pull some positives out of the year, and then uh, figure out how to how to project those forward. But my first lesson before we do that, I had a major major advancement, shall we call it, in the pizza dough front. Oh, all right. The so big, just when you thought it change. couldn't get any better. Mm-hmm. My my takeaway is never be so sure about yourself and be closed off to new ideas because back when I bought my original wood-fired pizza oven, the guys who were selling me the oven were like, oh, you got to have a spiral mixer, got to have this spiral mixer. And I was like, yeah, I've got a mixer. I've got a, in fact, I've got a really good mixer. And I just thought, 
you know, like everybody's got their own ego and their own my way is the best way kind of thing. I was like, I don't need a spiral mixer. What are they talking about? They're, they're just trying to sell me another, you know, $2,000 piece of equipment while they, while they've got me in here. So I was kind of a cynic about it. And for the last 10 years, I've been making my pizza dough the way I have been. And then a friend of mine got a spiral mixer and it, it, it just, so you kind of understand there's, there's a bar that physically goes down the middle of the mixer into the bowl. And then there's this corkscrew looking thing that needs the dough up against that bar. And it, it really keeps the dough down. It incorporates a lot of air. It gives you a better kneading, uh, you know, technique or, or method to, to develop the gluten. And so he had this mixer and I said, Hey, can I try it out and see what the big deal is? If I, you know, if there's any difference. And again, I was the skeptic thinking this, this is, a, this is not going to be any, any different. I get, I did about three batches of dough that week and it was a little bit different getting the hang of it. But once I did, it was a absolute game changer. The, the stickiness of the dough, the development of the gluten, the, it just, it looked like ice cream almost. It was so like creamy and, and white in there. I was like, well, darn it. Look at that. I've spent 10 years making inferior dough. <laughs> and, uh, this one thing is, you know, going to help me take it to the next level. So I've been encouraging people to open yourself up. If, you, if you're in a habit, you've been doing things a certain way, you know, for a long time, uh, maybe you like it, maybe you think it's the best, but don't be afraid to go out, experiment, try some new things. We constantly get things that come along that make the pizza better or make our lives better. And I actually had two of them this year. One was a new sourdough culture. And now, now I have to go buy a a stupid spiral mixer. So uh, I've, I've conceded it's the way to go and, but you know, we'll have better results because of it. Another appliance to add to the mix, but one that's uh, sounds like it's pretty useful and pretty good. So that's good to hear. And, uh, and I imagine here, since we're at the end of the year and, and you mentioned approaching Thanksgiving, thankful for those kinds of investments. And uh, you've had a lot of highlights this year to be thankful for both professionally and, and personally, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. So one of the exercises that I got from a coaching program, I've talked about uh, Dan Sullivan's strategic coach program before, is I want to make sure I give them credit. But one of the exercises we would always do at the beginning of a workshop was called a positive focus. And it was just a chance to look back. In this case, it was on the previous quarter and pull back all the progress you've made and the positives that you made. And it really put you in the right frame of mind for you know thinking ahead about the next quarter or where you were going to go from here. And so I would implore everyone to do this exercise for 2023. You know, we're coming into the end of the year. You're getting together with family, hopefully, and everything's, you know, if, if everything is or isn't going well, the, the exercise works uh, regardless. But sit down and make a list. Maybe go scroll back through your iPhone photo reel, see where all you've been, what you've done. And as I was doing that the other day, I can't believe how many good things happened this year. So it started off the beginning of the year with the girls, two of the girls and I get, getting our blue belts in jujitsu which was a kind of a big accomplishment that took a couple of years to, to get to. Of course, you've heard about it ad nauseum on here about the Taylor Swift concert. That was a huge highlight for the whole family. We had the big overlanding trip uh, out to with the kind of a guy's trip out in southeastern Utah for that week. Uh, that was just 
a spectacular trip and some great experiences and, and memories and all that. Then over the summer, we hit the beach, did some spring hopping across Florida with Natalie, and we've we've developed a new fun thing to do that we actually even did it a little bit more in the fall. And there's a map now that we've got of all these springs that we're going to go hit for the next couple of years. And it's it's turned into a it's, its whole own thing that we're, we're going to carry forward. And um, Laura, she made a trip out to um, Bill Johnson's church out in, in uh, Redding, California, the Bethel Church, and really was a great spiritual ex- experience for her and um, it was, was a great progress for her. And we've been dealing with the girls with college prep, driver's licenses for Lily. Natalie started her one-act play, and they just won regionals and are headed to the state competition this weekend. So I'll have an update for you next time as to you know how they place at, at state. And you know, if all goes well where we're headed right now, it looks like we'll have an up year for the markets and... Um, you know, just again, despite all the negative news, a lot of the times the, the market begins to rise in, in the face of all that. So generally optimistic for the year ahead. Very nice. Yeah, it's fun to look back. And I think it's a great practice to reflect, write those things down, just see what kind of year you've had and to help put it in perspective, especially when you're uh, doom scrolling, I think, as the uh, the younger folks call it these days on maybe right. social media or the news and just kind of constantly absorbing all the negative that's in the world. Please, please balance it out with some positive. I think that's a nice actionable item that we could all do between now and the end of the year. Make that list of, of all the accomplishments that you had this year and just the, the fun milestones that you might have hit. Yeah. So ask yourself, you know, what, what made 2023 a great year? And then now project that forward. Are there any of those that you can build on or expand on, or is it time for some new ones? And, and set some personal goals for 2024, you know, maybe there are activities, maybe it's a health goal, maybe it's a money goal, maybe it's a new capability that you want to acquire, maybe something that you want to get involved in or make a contribution in. There's all, all kinds of categories, but just ask yourself the question, what has to happen in 2024 so that if I'm looking back one year from now, I can say it was a great year. And if you write those things down, I find that overwhelmingly that just helps either consciously or subconsciously, it, it gets you focused and moving in that direction. And then, you know, tuck the, way, the list away, maybe pull it out once a quarter and, and see how your progress is, is going. Figure out first steps. Like if I want this to happen, what things do I need to be putting in place, you know, in January or February and, you know, do, do some planning. And I've got one client who just is uh, so impressed with her. She's the grandmother of the year award she's got a bucket list and she's going to use her money and her time to spend with the grandkids. She went out to Napa and went, you know, touring wine country with them. And she's just having a, a blast and getting to spend time with, you know, the, the kids and the grandkids in a way that, um, you know, she's very, very proactive about. And she's like, I've got my list and I'm going to keep chipping away at it. And we're just figuring out how to make that happen. And, cheering her on to to do it. And maybe it's, you know, time, uh, maybe it's money that you can, you know, apply to, uh, you know, somebody in your life, a child, a grandchild, you've got some people that are doing some gifting. And so ask also, what, what can you do to help another family member achieve their best? How can you encourage them or, or maybe enable something that uh, 
could be life-changing for them that is not that big of a time or money commitment on your part uh, in, in perspective. So just, just some ideas and a great way to end the year. And, and again, focus on the positive. It'll get you feeling right for the holidays as we go into the end of the year. And it will help you get queued up to say, well, you know what? I wanted to do this this year, but I didn't get to it. I didn't take it seriously. Put it on the, the list for next year and figure out how to make it a priority. Very nice. Love that perspective and uh, some great ideas and actionable items for us to be all thinking about over the next couple of weeks as we end 2023 together and look on to 2024. Well, before we close the books on all the financial stuff from 2023 as well, Brian, we teased we wanted to talk a little bit more about Social Security one more time here at the end of the year. So recap for us what's been uh, kind of your latest focus on Social Security and the 60 Minutes piece that came out uh, kind of following up on the heels of what you were talking about previously and uh, give us kind of some final thoughts on social security for the year. Sure. I, and I did a longer lap around this on the last podcast, maybe than I should have, but I wanted to make sure people were aware of this problem is as rare as I thought it was, it turns out it's not rare at all. Uh, we were talking about a case with an claim of an overpayment by social security to uh, a client of mine. And then we had to go through a lot of meetings, letters, arguments, uh, contacting state representatives, getting contact with, you know, some higher ups within social security to challenge this overpayment. And I thought, you know, it was kind of an interesting case. Maybe it was just something that people should be aware of. Well, no sooner than that podcast actually was released, Anderson Cooper did a expose segment on 60 Minutes. You can find it on YouTube if you, if you go out there and, and look, talking about how many overpayment claims Social Security is pursuing each year. And it's close to a million cases per year. And I think it's something like $20 billion in overpayments. And some of these cases go back to uh, people who maybe were children and they got benefits, survivor benefits in, in, in the past, or maybe they were getting disability benefits and then they aged out or earned out of qualifying for those benefits. And they were even communicating to Social Security saying, hey, this is our situation. Here's what we earned. And nobody was really checking and doing the math on the Social Security side. And let it, you know, they just kept sending the money. And so they thought everything was fine. And then years later, they get, you know, tens of thousands of dollars of, uh, of overpayments that Social Security wants to claw back. And that was a, a real, you know, blow to their financial security, what they thought they were going to do. They thought they had some saved up for retirement. And, uh, you know, now they're basically going to have to turn over their entire retirement and keep working just so they could pay back social security. So what I gleaned was that social security is very much taking the attitude of, well, yes, it's our fault. We overpaid you, but you know, doesn't matter, pay up. And I think I mentioned in my case, when we went into the social security office to meet with the representative, there was almost this adversarial type of uh, interaction that we had where they weren't listening to what we were saying and trying to help us. It was very much jumping to a legalistic, well, this is what the law says and you were doing it wrong. And whether we helped you or not, uh, get the right 
benefit or whether we didn't help you, it's still your fault. And it sounds like they, there was a bit of a mandate or some training to say, hey, go recover these you know, overpayments. And the staff was clearly trained to try to recover, go into recovery mode, not help you work with you and, and you know, resolve this. Now, since my podcast, and I think maybe the 60-minute the episode contributed as well, there seems to be a tide of blowback now that this is, there, there's some press, there's some uh, congressional scrutiny, and Social Security has you know, basically vowed to uh, you know, look into this and, and get to the bottom of the, the overpayments. The bottom line is this. If Social Security underpays you, you only have recourse for up to six months in arrears to get back the amount that the, the higher amount that you were owed. But if Social Security overpays you, they can go back as long as they have overpaid you and claw that back. And so, you know, I think. I think what's going to have to happen is there's going to have to be some type of statute of limitations or time frame that's that's fair. And if you are not committing fraud, and, and I understand there's there's you open the possibility of people trying to commit fraud, misrepresenting their case to Social Security, that's that's different. But if you in good faith have come in and said, this is my situation, here's what I'm earning, I'm disclosing this, you know, make sure you document it. Uh, there's got to be some point at which uh, you know the same limit or time frame is put on Social Security as is afforded to us. So that's my recommendation. I'm not uh, not running for office or anything, but if I was, that would that would be my platform. Nice, very good. Yeah, it's interesting to hear uh, kind of your your feedback on that scenario, and uh, I'm interested to hear if you have any other things that you think people should be kind of maybe just keeping on their radar as we turn the page to 2024. Any other financial items that would be good to kind of include in our year end positive side of life episode here? Yeah, well, a couple things happening. Obviously, the interest rate environment is much different than it was a year ago. So a lot of people looking at cash that they've got in banks and savings accounts or even old CDs that were you know, paying very low rates. Uh, we're seeing money markets you know, in the five and a quarter to five and a half percent rate. I've seen some CDs up to 5.6, 5.7%. Obviously, those change day to day and you know, week to week. So I can't assure you that if you call me a month from now, those are going to be the rates. But a lot of people locking in some of those longer term rates, and that's not a luxury we've had for a number of years. So if you're trying to you know, put, put some money away, emergency fund, uh, have, have some liquidity and safety, you can actually get paid uh, you know, to be conservative now. And, and again, I think I've made the comment I've never been this excited about a single digit return in my in my life it's, <laughs> it's actually a really big deal so uh, focus on that taxes are you know those continue to be a key area for adding value for my clients beyond just the you know the portfolio and the the dividends but what, what's the tax treatment of the dividends uh making sure you have paid the appropriate estimated taxes. I've got a great calculator that simplifies that tremendously. And so I've been going through uh, returns, making sure that if you've had a capital gain this year, or if you've uh, had a you know, some type of 
1099 income or you sold a house, anything. Have you prepaid enough to qualify for the safe harbor payment? And that number is 90% of your estimated actual tax bill. If you've, if you've underpaid by you know, 10%, they will not charge you penalties and interest. But if you underpay more than 10%, if you owe 10,000 and only paid 8,500, they are going to charge you a penalty and they're going to charge you some interest on that. So it's worth going through and, and taking a lap around that, that calculation just to make sure I had a one-off item. I didn't have a lot of you know, withholding. I got a big bonus, whatever the case may be. Just make sure you've uh, done that uh, prior to the end of the year. That can save some you know, unnecessary costs. And then the setting up of 401k plans and SEP accounts. So if you've started a new business or a lot of people that are doing uh, gig economy or contract work, there may be some opportunities for you to open up uh, SEP and, and individual 401ks. Some of that paperwork has to be submitted by December 31st, even if you don't make contributions until next calendar year. So we're doing, doing a few of those uh, to get it to get wrapped up. And then uh, as you do the tax calculation, you, you may also find that a if you're not covered by a 401k plan, maybe a deductible for IRA contribution or maybe even a Roth IRA contribution is possible. Don't, don't miss those windows. And then remember that the current tax rates do expire in 2026. So we have a couple more years of the Trump era tax rates and brackets and, and um, you know, deductions and exclusions. So there are some planning opportunities that that presents. If you haven't done so yet, you know, let's, let's look at the next couple of years and see if there's some Roth conversions or realize some capital gains or take a little extra money out of IRAs. There's any, any number of things to do while also making sure you don't run afoul of, you know, causing too much of your social security income to be taxable or bumping into a higher Medicare supplement bracket. There's, there's all these traps that we've gone over many, many times. But threading that needle and just getting the the amount just right uh, is certainly helpful. And then, of course, as year end, most people wait until year end to do their charitable gifting. And so if you're over 70 and a half, don't forget that you can use your IRAs to make charitable contributions. So if you're taking the standard deduction, not getting credit for charitable gifts, but you're still you know, obviously wanting to help the organizations that you're a part of, uh, you can gift straight from your IRA. If you're over 73, that gift begins to satisfy uh, your required minimum distribution. So there's at, at 70 and a half, it's like using pre-tax dollars uh, for charitable gifting. At 73, it's actually helping uh, satisfy or minimize the, the amount that you have to take out of IRAs. So the that and then the uh, donor advised fund, if you've got appreciated stock, or if you want to do a, a lump sum into a charitable you know, deduction today, but you want to retain control of when those assets go out, a donor advised fund, uh, those, those continue to work well for, for the right type of client. So there's kind of a cornucopia of ideas and possibilities. Hopefully one or two of those resonated, resonated with everybody out there and uh, will prompt them to you know, take a look or, or certainly give a call and see if we can help with that calculation. 
What a great list for how to end 2023 and turn the page to 2024, both some personal items in today's episode and some very tangible financial elements that we could take a look at to improve our situation and uh, get into a better position in the year ahead. So how do you go about doing all of this? Well, you can certainly do it on your own, although we typically don't advise that as the best course of action. It's always helpful when you have somebody experienced who's been through this before with many clients, helping them navigate the pitfalls of financial and retirement planning have that person on your side and guiding you. Uh, That's Brian Doe, of course, on this show here on Make the Doe Rise, able to help you get to retirement all the way through it, making sure that you come down the other side of that mountain uh, with a better financial plan in place and with some uh, surety about how your retirement's going to unfold and what that plan is going to look like. If you'd like to set up a time to visit to see if you'd be a good fit to work with one another and get your financial plans in order and in place, Pick up the phone, give Brian a call, 706-451-9800 is that number to get in touch. If you're looking to take control of that financial future, but you don't have that best place to start, don't forget Brian is a seasoned certified financial planner with more than 20 years of expertise. He can be your trusted partner through the planning process. You can also go online to livingworth.com, and when you get there, you can schedule a complimentary 15-minute call with Brian. It'll help you gain clarity on those financial goals and establish a more secure tomorrow. So again, just book a call by going to livingworth.com, and the button literally says book a call, so it makes it a pretty easy process. We'll also link to it in the description of today's show so that you can find it very easily. As a certified financial planner professional, Brian meets all the highest standards of education, training, and ethics, and always puts your best interests first. It's also why we trust him to bring us great information here on the podcast each and every month throughout the year. Brian, really appreciate your guidance, help, and advice on the show today. Uh, It was very enjoyable, and uh, looking forward to a 2024 uh, new episodes with you. Sounds great. Looking forward to it as well. All right. Well, happy Thanksgiving to you and to everyone else listening to the show, and enjoy the holidays over the next couple of weeks as well, and we'll see everybody in the new year. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll check you out next time right back here on Make the Dough Rise. Make the Dough Rise is brought to you by Living Worth Wealth Advisors with a central office in Greensboro, Georgia, but serving the Lake Country and beyond. The podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all your favorite podcasting apps. Subscribe today and never miss an episode. Just search for Make the Dough Rise with Brian Doe. You can also visit MakeTheDoughRise.com to listen to recent episodes. If you'd like to contact the show or schedule a complimentary financial review with Brian and the team, just go to MakeTheDoughRise.com and get in touch through the website. Or call 706-451-9800. Thanks for listening to Make the Dough Rise. Investment advisory services offered through Main Street Financial Solutions, LLC. Information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information is obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accurateness and completeness cannot be guaranteed.